You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's up, Buddha Nation? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu, and this is going to be kind of like a breaking news podcast for you guys, or not so much breaking news, but a quick one out there because we do have some major story worth watching as week one is only 13 days away, and that major story is Alvin Kamara holding out, or at least reportedly holding out right now for a new contract, and there's a lot to dive into with that, and a lot of panic right now on Saints Twitter. I've seen a lot. I've also kind of sparked a lot with that joking meme that I put out there from the office with Michael Scott yelling, but seriously, guys, there is a lot to unpack with this, and it didn't surprise me when it first came out because Kamara's missed multiple practices. It's been about a week since he's actually been on the practice field for the Saints, and anytime something like that happens, you don't want to think injury. Um, you want to think contract talks, and the, the Bengals are a team that are going through the same thing right now with Joe Mixon. Obviously, that's a different story, but this is really interesting because Alvin Kamara, the player, is an exceptional talent, and when he's healthy, we know that he can put up big-time numbers. We've seen it both in 2017 and 2018, Obviously, he comes off an injury-riddled 2019 season, but we know that he's healthy. We know what he's capable of doing when healthy, and we do know that he is a rare talent at running back. It's not like he's just some type of plug-and-play player who you can let leave and you will be perfectly fine. Now, the Saints can obviously replace him with the talent evaluators they have, but it won't be that simple. So I want to talk a little bit about what's going on here with this Kamara situation, what we know, what we don't know, what a potential contract could look like, what he's in store for, uh, and then we'll get into the stuff that people really don't want to talk about, and that's what happens if Alvin Kamara doesn't play immediately. Can this lead to a bigger issue? Um, And if it does happen and a deal does get done, there are also ramifications to that, both good and bad. The good would be that you keep Kamara. The bad news would be who doesn't get to stay in the future. And I'll talk about that later on in this podcast. But first, let's just talk about what we know. Adam Schefter reports Saints running back Alvin Kamara has an unexcused absence from training camp the past three days, and it's believed to be contract related. So he starts missing practice. People start becoming aware of it. And Sean Payton basically says he's not worried. Doesn't want to get into it. Literally says, I don't want to get into it. And as soon as he said that the other day, my mind went to, okay, this has to be contract related. And why do we think that it's contract related? Well, the Saints and Kamara weeks ago, about two weeks ago, um, you had Jeremy Fowler from ESPN saying they're talking shop in terms of an extension. Um, Even Brian Biennemi talked about it. He said there's a chance uh, that an extension could get done. But at the very least, you know, these two sides are talking about it. Um, And when that happens... And week one is only 13 days away. If you're Kamara, if there's even the slightest indication that a deal will get done here, you sit out of practice because you are healthy. You know what you can do. It's not like you need more reps in Sean Payton's offense. You already know everything you need to know. So what you're doing here is helping your case by making sure you don't get injured. Because what if these two sides are talking and Alvin Kamara goes out there in the practice field and God forbid gets hurt? That changes everything. Not only does it change the same season, It changes the negotiations. You're not going to negotiate with an injured player. That doesn't happen. And we've seen this route perform. We've seen it work. Last year alone, Michael Thomas, around July 25th, says, hey, I'm not going to practice till a deal gets done. All of a sudden, July 30th, the Saints are ramping up their efforts to get him signed. They get him signed. The rest is history. He has a record-breaking season in 2019. So we've seen this type of move get pulled before. Uh, Kamara did show up to camp under the new CBA. He arrived. He showed what he can do. The Saints know that he looks good. Uh, we even have video where we've seen him look pretty sharp against great talents like Demario Davis in practice. So there is no worry there. And it's all about what can you get done? Can you get a contract done? And when you look at the market right now, you look at the running back deals that have been made, 
there is an argument that Kamara deserves to be a top three, top four um, running back in terms of salary. And this is why. The number one running back in terms of average per year, Christian McCaffrey, we all know that, or a little bit around $16 million, a little bit over that, um, but roughly $16 million per year. Underneath him is Ezekiel Elliott for $15 million, and after that is Le'Veon Bell with $13 million. And look, the Le'Veon Bell deal has been an utter disaster. Let's just call it what it is, but they don't really know how to use running backs the way the Saints know how to use running backs, so I would not be worried about that type of production you know, bursting in their face. What is interesting is that we all thought the running back market was kind of going to die down after the Todd Gurley deal didn't work out, and understandably so. That's a big-time running back who gets paid, and the just you know it doesn't work out. The Rams get out of that deal, and it goes to show that people who say you shouldn't pay running backs were justified in that very moment. But we don't have all the context there. Uh, Gurley gets hurt. Uh, obviously, if you have arthritis in your knee, that's probably worse than even just tearing a ligament because that is going to be a long-term issue that's going to linger for seasons. Saints don't have that with Kamara. It was one year where he's injured. I wouldn't put too much stock into it. Even in the year that he's injured, he battled through it, still had 1,300 scrimmage yards. So the injury excuse or worries, get that out to the side. I'm not worried about that. So what do you pay a talent like Kamara? Derrick Henry, who was just a, you know coming up on his final year, was on a franchise tag, gets a big deal. He gets $50 million over four years. That's $12.5 million per year. Pretty good deal. Alvin Kamara is worth more than that. You might not want to hear that, but he is worth more than Derrick Henry. And I know Derrick Henry had 1,500 rushing yards last year, and I know he played really well in the postseason. But Alvin Kamara is a more valuable player. You can do a lot more with him in the passing game. You know what he brings in the running game, especially now that the Saints have fixed their O-line issues. I think Kamara is going to have a big year as long as he's on the field. And the Saints know they have to pay him. They wouldn't get into contract talks if they didn't know they have to pay him and they didn't want to keep him. They've made it very clear they want to keep him because if they didn't want to keep him, they wouldn't have even talked contracts. It would have been, you know what? We'll see what happens this year. Either he holds out or he doesn't. Either he plays or he doesn't, and you figure it out. And the Saints basically two weeks ago said, we're going to get into contract negotiations with him. Why? Because Sean Payton knows that he's that valuable, and it's not easy to just lose Kamara and replace him. So the Saints want to keep Alvin Kamara. And what you might pay him or might have to pay him, in my opinion, is anywhere from 14 to $15 million a year. And I know a lot of you are probably gasping right now at that number and saying, holy shit, I'm not paying a running back that much. And that's fine. Look, I get it. It's a very controversial uh, position in terms of how much you pay him. And I've been one who says I really wouldn't pay a running back that much, but there are always exceptions. This young man really goes in the exception. Alvin Kamara is a unique talent who... You could put him in a lot of different roles. Sean Payton knows how to make him a mismatch nightmare. And when healthy, he is a catalyst for an offense that features a Hall of Fame quarterback and a soon-to-be all-time great wide receiver at the pace that he's on. He really is the catalyst that gives him that sizzle, gives him that pop, and makes him an explosive offense. So you want to keep that. And you're going to have to pay up. And I am sure there's talks right now about how long the deal should be, what the guaranteed money should be. And that doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't get fixed easily. The Saints have 13 days until week one. I would not be surprised at all. In between that 13-day window, you get an alert on your phone that pops up and says Alvin Kamara has signed an extension with the Saints. I'm not saying I am 99% sure that's going to happen, but I'm going to read the tea leaves, and I'm going to pay attention to what history has shown us before with this team, the way they handle business. And I think the Saints are going to get a deal done with Alvin Kamara. Now, I know... That might upset some people, and that might make some of you happy because I know how much you guys like AK. But I really do think a deal will get done. Um, nonetheless, I'm still going to answer those questions you guys dropped for me on Twitter, and I'll answer them right now that I think 
Um, a lot of interesting ones, by the way, and they weren't just Kamara based, but I'll do the Kamara ones for now um, just to get those out of the way for you guys. So the first one, if God forbid Kamara holds out the season, how well equipped do you think the Saints are to succeed without him? Look, he's not going to hold out the whole season. How do I know that? Because I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to give up his salary, lose a year with the Saints, literally lose that year, and still might have to play again for a team that wasn't going to pay him the first time, hypothetically speaking. He is not holding out a whole year. Uh, could you see a minor holdout? Maybe, but even then, I still think it is very, very. there's a very small chance that happens. So I don't think he's going to hold out. But let's play into this hypothetical uh, that's been brought up. If he holds out the whole season, what happens? Look, does it hurt? Absolutely. Will the Saints be able to manage their way around it? Also, the answer, absolutely. Latavius Murray had two games where Alvin Kamara wasn't on the field. And I know that's not a big sample size, but the production was so impressive that you almost have to look at that and say, all right, I am comfortable. I'm not, you know, exactly pleased if you lose him for a season, but you are comfortable because let's go to the stats. Latavius Murray versus the Chicago Bears, by the way, one of the better defenses in the NFL, 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. That's a pretty good start. How did he follow that up? The next game, 157 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. Not as good of a defense, but still pretty talented on the defensive line. And anyway, that's 300 scrimmage yards and four touchdowns in two starts. That's impressive. So the Saints have that type of running back uh, on their roster if you didn't have Kamara. What do they also have that's different to last year? So when Kamara went down, Murray was that ground and pound running back, but you didn't have that receiving threat. The Saints have that this year in Ty Montgomery. Now, Ty Montgomery is obviously not as close to the talent that Alvin Kamara is, not even in the same room, but Ty Montgomery is an interesting asset who you can get 30, 40 catches out of the backfield with. You can use him as a runner. There's a lot of different ways that Sean Payton can get him involved, and I think the Saints would be fortunate enough where other teams, you lose your number one running back, you are absolutely screwed. The Saints would be able to manage their way around it. Would they be fine in terms of what their ceiling is? No, it obviously would not be as high without Alvin Kamara, but they would be able to find ways to keep the offense productive. We've seen it time after time, and I don't think this year would be any different. Obviously, though, you want to keep him on the roster. Uh, this one's kind of a funny one. Where are, you, where are we trading Kamara next season after a deal gets done this week? Look, we've seen stuff before. Uh, this is obviously a Jimmy Graham dra uh, jab. You sign Jimmy Graham, then you trade him to Seattle a year later. Uh, I get it. If the Saints sign Kamara, I really do believe this is one of those guys they want to keep for the long haul. The Jimmy Graham one was interesting. There is going to be no positional dispute here with Kamara. Like, you pay him the extra fee because he can be a good receiver. But there is no dispute here over position. He is a running back. Jimmy Graham wanted to get paid as a wide receiver, and I understand why, but he also had tight end in his Twitter bio. He was known as a Pro Bowl tight end. He wasn't all pro tight end. That's what he was listed as. That was his position, and that position has been criminally underpaid for years. Obviously, that's changing now with George Kittle, but it's not the same situation. So I will say this. If the deal gets done, which I think it will get done, he will be a saint for that duration of that contract, in my opinion. Uh, Two-part question here. How should I end uh, how should I end my suffering if this holdout lasts into the season? Well, I don't think you're going to have to um, because I don't think it's going to last into the season. How should you end your suffering? I would say just give up Saints football for the year. Uh, don't do anything yourself. Give up Saints football for the year if he means that much to you. But I don't think he's going to hold out into the season. And two-part, is a McCaffrey-type deal the best thing for a franchise heading into an uncharted COVID territory, riskier to extend prior to this, prior to the season than others? Um, look, I get the concern actually, and this is part of the reason why contract negotiations now more than ever are pretty difficult because you enter this unknown. What is the cap next year? What is the cap in two years? What is the cap in three years? 
Um, you know, what changes? Does the cap lower next season? Does it stay the same? If it stays flat, can you pay all these guys while their price tags are going up and the and the the cap space is staying flat? That doesn't really help you at all. Um, and the Saints have been very lucky where the cap has gone up. Mickey Loomis has just bet on that number, and he's done the mental math that he needs to do to make sure that it all works. And you don't have that luxury anymore. Now, I think Mickey Loomis will still figure it out. That's his job. He knows, and he does his job better than anyone else in terms of maneuvering the cap. And we've seen it time and time again. And I'm really not worried about that, but you do bring up an excellent point. It's not that simple because it isn't the old days where you know the cap's going up 8 or $10 million next year, and that money can be used on Kamara. Or that money can be that extra space you have because you're using a certain amount on Kamara. And you don't have that luxury, and it gets taken away. But he does deserve a similar deal to McCaffrey. Not as much because I think McCaffrey's the better player, and I think he's the more productive player. And the Panthers are more McCaffrey-dependent. The Saints need Alvin Kamara. They want Alvin Kamara. But the offense isn't solely dependent on Alvin Kamara. The Panthers' offense is solely dependent on Christian McCaffrey. If he doesn't play well, they're losing the game. Period. There's nothing that changes that. So I do find that very, very fascinating to see. So I think he will get a similar deal. I think he's going to get less, uh, but I do agree it's a risky time for sure. And then we got another question. This is actually one that um, is not Kamar related, which is totally interesting in my opinion. Backup cornerback, cornerback spot is one position that concerns me. I'm not as comfortable with the talent there. That's my weak link. What's your opinion? Look, I've said it. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. That spot specifically, the cornerback spot, definitely concerns me. And the reason it concerns me is because it's a bunch of unknowns after Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins. I love what the Saints have in the slot. I think P.J. Williams, Patrick Robinson, C.D. Deuce, those are nice pieces for the slot. But if Lattimore goes down or if Jenkins goes down, who is that guy that's going to step up? Is it Keith Washington Jr., the you know undrafted rookie from West Virginia? Is it Justin Hardy, who is developing as a corner, but really is a, a special teams player uh, at heart? Um, or is it is it Hall, that player that you just got recently this past week from North Texas, talented kid, uh, feisty, 5'11". Um, could it be him? Maybe, but he doesn't have a lot of time to develop right now because he just got signed last week. So there's a lot of unknown. I'm kind of hoping Keith Washington from West Virginia turns the corner and we see him making plays. Uh, because the Saints are going to need someone on the outside. And that's why I used to say when when the Raiders deal with Eli Apple failed, I said, hey, look, I don't like Eli Apple. I'm not some Eli Apple um, homer here, but I would be totally okay with the Saints signing Eli, uh, Eli Apple as a third-string outside cornerback. Um, obviously, that didn't come into fruition, and I get why, but that has been a concern. It will continue to be a concern, and I agree. I think it is the weak link for this team. It's the depth. The one-two tandem of Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins is very, very good. Um, they're not. There's not a lot of leagues that can compete with that tandem at starting cornerback. But, man, if one of those goes down, you do have a really big issue. Um, and I'm not sure that the Saints are well-equipped to figure out that issue. Um, so I am really interested to see what happens. But I appreciate the questions you guys put out there uh, on such short notice, too. I mean, I really just tweeted out after that AK News, going to record a podcast. You got questions, put them out there. You guys quickly went to work. Um, and I do appreciate that, as always, guys. Um, now, before... I end this. There's two things that I want to talk about. One has to do with a former LSU player and Leonard Fournette that people have been giving me grief over on Twitter over the last couple of uh, minutes. And it's about how you guys want him. And I understand why, man. Leonard Fournette, former LSU superstar. People love him. And he's a talented player. His numbers last year were very good. The Saints don't need him. They don't. 
And I know you guys are going to now bring up Alvin Kamara's contract issue. Guess what? Leonard Fournette does not fix. If you were to lose Kamara, Leonard Fournette does not solve that issue because Leonard Fournette's closer to Latavius Murray in playing style than Alvin Kamara. And I know he had 76 catches last year, but it's 76 catches in a way where it's a lot of dump offs and it's a lot of the usage going up, not his talent as a receiving back going up, although he has made those strides as a player. And I think Leonard Fournette's a fantastic football player, and he's going to bounce back and land on his feet somewhere, whether it's a Washington, a Philly, a Seattle, a New England. You pick a spot wherever he lands, I think he's going to be a good player. I just don't think the Saints need him. And I know a lot of people are going to say, I want him, I want him, I want him, and that's fine. We all have players that we have soft spots for. I really don't think they need him. Let's see what happens with the Kamara issue. But I think if what I said goes and Kamara does sign that new deal, where does he fit? You have Kamara, you have Murray, you have Montgomery. Is Fournette, who would be entering, you know, was going to enter free agency after this year anyway, wouldn't he rather sign a deal with a team where he could bump up his value, not one where he'd be competing with three other running backs for snaps? Doesn't really make sense to me. They don't really need him. Um, I do understand why people want him, though, and that's why I've tried not to be super, super critical of Fournette because also he's a good player, and I do respect him um, and, and what he's done both in the college ranks and the pro rank, but I do not see him being on the Saints when we start the season. I would I would be shocked if that were to happen. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, and it's an important one, and it is something that the Saints obviously have to be thinking about in the back of their minds, if they do get a deal done with Kamara, who's the odd man out? Or who are the odd men out? It might be multiple because the Saints have things to discuss. They have a lot of free agents next year that are interesting players and really talented. Demario Davis, really, really you know, stud linebacker. Um, he's going to be 32, though, and that really is interesting for me. I don't really know what you pay him at that age. Um, his market value right now, though, is around $12.5 million. That's a big deal. What does he look like this season? If it's still the same Demario, do the Saints find a way to get a two-, three-year deal done, keep him in town, pay him well for those years? And then after that, that's it with his Saints tenure. That's something interesting. Jared Cook is going to be a free agent. I think this is Jared Cook's last year with the New Orleans Saints. I feel I feel pretty confident about that. Uh, why do I feel confident about that? Well, the Saints drafted Adam Troutman, and they drafted Tommy Stevens, a quarterback who has now been turned into a tight end. Who knows? He could develop into something as well. So the Saints have young talent at that position. Sheldon Rankins, another free agent who the Saints are going to have to figure out. That one is very interesting. I'm going to say they probably let him walk depending on how well he plays this season. Um, but obviously Rankins is one hell of a talent when he's healthy. Then you got a couple of under guys, a couple of under the radar guys like PJ Williams, uh, Justin Hardy, um, Craig Robertson, Kiko Alonso, Mario Edwards. I'm not super worried about that. You could also throw in Anzalone and Trey Hendrickson, who I think are very talented players, obviously need to stay healthy. But the big one here, Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams is due for a new contract, just like Alvin Kamara is, except the difference Alvin Kamara's talking contracts with the Saints, at least from what we've heard or lack of what we've heard, Marcus Williams is not. And I think Marcus Williams is an exceptional player, and I know he gets a lot of shit from fans and gets a lot of shit from me too. He is a very good football player. But what if the Saints don't value him as much as we think they do? Or what if the Saints just value Kamara more? Someone is going to be left out. And I'm not really in the mood to talk about Jared Cook or Trey Hendrickson or Sheldon Rankins because they're good players, but I don't think it moves the needle in terms of free agency talk as much as that 2017 class. So you got decisions to make with that 2017 class. Kamara, currently holding out. Marcus Williams, due for a new contract after this year. Ryan Ramchek and Marshawn Lattimore, both eligible for extensions. What do you do there? A lot of questions, and a lot of those have to be answered soon. And here's what we do know. 
Ryan Ramchick is safe. If there's one guy that I, out of that group, I say I absolutely will bet the house he's on the Saints for a while, Ryan Ramchick. He's a all-pro offensive tackle. He's so damn good. There's no way the Saints let him out that building. He will be there for the long haul. I think Marshawn Lattimore will be there too, and this is why. When did the Saints nail that outside cornerback position? They don't do it very often. Stanley Jean Baptiste did not work. Brandon Browner did not work. Uh, Keenan Lewis worked for a little bit, then didn't work. Jabari Greer was excellent, but he got hurt after a while. That didn't work. Delvin Bro didn't work. Um, you can go through it. Sterling Moore didn't work. Eli Apple didn't work. A lot of it doesn't work. Marshawn Lattimore works. And now, there are times where we get frustrated with Marshawn Lattimore, but he's still a top 10 cornerback. You know what he can do in man-to-man coverage, especially when he's on his game. You got to pay him. So I think Marshawn Lattimore gets paid, and it comes down to this battle of Marcus Williams versus Alvin Kamara. And right now, it looks like they're siding with Kamara. Now, look, they could find some type of crazy way to keep all of them. I would not be shocked. Mickey Loomis is that good at his job, but then you lose Demario Davis. See, there's a battle here that needs to be decided. And while you might pick one, and the Saints do maybe possibly extend Kamara, and that will make people happy, just know that means one person just got cut out of the loop. And who will it be? We won't get our answer until next year, but that is something worth looking at and monitoring for the next couple of months because this is not going to go away. This is a story where... You don't need to worry about it during the season, but once that season ends, start worrying about it because someone is not going to be on this team for the long haul, and it's going to be a player that we all love uh, to watch on Sunday. So I think that's going to be very interesting, and who knows with this Marcus Williams situation because they might value him a lot, or they might say, hey, maybe C.D. Deuce can play that spot, or maybe P.J. Williams can develop into safety, which also, by the way, P.J. Williams is a free agent in 2021. So the Saints have decisions to make. Um, it is a very, very difficult business. They're, it's not about, you know, look, if they could keep everyone, they would, but you can't. There is no perfect world. It's about minimizing the losses here, and I think that's going to be really interesting to see. But this Kamara thing can really have a couple of ripples through this whole team, not in a bad way, uh, because that's just business, and it is a, it is a business. Players know what they sign up for. Um, but while we might rejoice if a Kamara contract happens in the coming days or coming hours or weeks, whatever it might be, just know that means someone's time with the New Orleans Saints, has probably run its course. But anyway, guys, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think about, not just that rant, but that whole Kamara thing about if they do sign him, who's the odd man out? Who do you think the odd man out might be in that situation? It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens and how that all plays out with the New Orleans Saints. But I want to thank you guys very much for listening to this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Roosevelt Report, on Instagram at Saints underscore Straight Up, on Facebook at Straight Up Saints. And if you haven't already and want to join the Patreon page, you can at Straight Up Saints. With the season coming out, I'll have new content weekly, um, daily for sure as well, especially when the games get going. We're only 13 days away from Saints Bucks. I am ecstatic for that matchup. It's going to be a fun one for sure. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Enjoy the rest of your week. When more Saints content comes out, I will put out more podcasts, more videos, and all that for you guys. So thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.